Today, we continue our sermon series, Weak and Strong, and our study of the Lord's Prayer. And today, we explore the topic of forgiveness. You know the line, it says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Matthew's version of the prayer says, and forgive us our what? Debts as we forgive our debtors. Please stand as we read the Gospel of Luke from the 18th chapter. I'm going to read today verses 9 through 14. Luke chapter 18 verses 9 through 14. And I'm reading from the New International Version, but you are welcome to read from whatever version of the Bible that you have near you or on the screens. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by, him, stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector The tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship, here we are to bow down, here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So fall fresh on us, O Lord. Fall fresh on us in such a way that we hear from you and when we leave this place, O God, we are not the same as when we entered. So, Lord, have your way. Hide this, your servant, behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is heard comes straight from you. It is in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. 
You may be seated. We begin today in the 18th chapter of Luke. The gospel that is written by a, a, a physician who wants you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus has come to give you life and to give it to you in abundance. And we encounter Luke today in the middle of a section of Jesus teaching us through what we call parables. Jesus uses parables so that we can hear the point that he is making without any, you know, well, why is he talking to me like that? <laughs> The scripture begins by giving us this context. He told his next story to some who were complacently pleased with themselves over their moral performance and looked down their noses at common people. Have you ever met people like that? People who think they've got it all together and that they're better than the rest. People who get everything right and they don't understand why you don't get everything right. People who believe that there is a way that everything that should be done and if you don't do it that way, you certainly are not doing it correctly. It's okay, you can say ouch this morning. Miss, Miss Ruby already started for you. You see, Jesus was talking to these Pharisees. The Pharisees are the leaders of the church. The Pharisees are the ones who get it right. The Pharisees are the ones who set the rules. The Pharisees are the one who wag their fingers at everybody else and say, you're not doing it the right way. The Pharisees are the church leaders. The ones who are trying to get rid of Jesus because he's cutting into their bottom line. He's messing with their power and with their money. It is the Pharisees who know how to pray. It is the Pharisees who know that they have a direct line to, to God and that what they pray is correct and heard more than everyone else's prayers. Jesus said, Two people went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax man. The Pharisee posed and prayed like this, Oh God, I thank you that I'm not like those regular people. Oh, and especially the tax man. I do everything right. 
I even fast twice a week and tithe on my income. The tax collector was despised. The tax collector was rather wealthy. And yet nobody liked the tax collector. We were coming up on tax season here in the United States of America. And, and it's almost time to pay our taxes to the IRS. And if the IRS had a face, we'd probably print that face out and put it on a dartboard and start throwing darts at it and say, stop taking my money. If you can't say that, you can say ouch, it's okay. So in those times, the, the IRS had a face. A person who walked around and went door to door and said, time to pay up. I don't care what you have to do. I'm not leaving here until you pay up. And sometimes they would give what we call today payday loans. You could pay a little bit and he would pay the taxes for you. And then he'd come back and get double or triple or quadruple what he was supposed to pay. The taxman was considered the ultimate sinner. As far from grace as you can get. The Pharisee as close to God as you can get. And the tax collector as far from God as you can get. And Jesus says the two of them went to pray. And the Pharisee, the one who was close to God, the one who had it all together, the one who was getting it right, he said, oh, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like the rest of those sinners. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have a laundry list to ask forgiveness for. Thank you, Lord, that I get everything right. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not a robber. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not an evildoer. Thank you, Lord. Lord, that you like me because I worship you. Thank you, Lord, that, ooh, I'm not the tax collector. Oh, and, and I give you what I'm supposed to give you, God. What the law says that I'm to give you, I give it to you even though I steal it from your people. Meanwhile, the worst of the sinners, the tax man, he, he didn't even come all the way into the temple. He stood at a distance probably not wanting to be seen because people would turn their noses up at him. He, he knew he was not welcome. And he prayed. God, 
God, have mercy on me. Forgive me. For I know who I am. I'm a sinner. And Jesus teaches us that it is the tax man, the one who is honest about where he is in life, the one who tells the truth about what's going on, the one who says, you know what? I did not get it right this week. I did not act like you've told me to act, God. I did not love my neighbor as I loved myself. I did not love your people, oh God. I did not feed the hungry. I did not give what I was supposed to give. In fact, I took more than was mine. I messed up, God. Forgive me. And Jesus says that it is this tax man, the one who did wrong and yet came and confessed that he was wrong. It was the sinner who went home in right relationship with God. Eugene Peterson puts the text this way in verse 14 in the message translation of the Bible. He says, if you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to be simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. Friends, forgiveness is not for us. Forgiveness is not so that you can feel better. Forgiveness is not even so that you can say, Ooh, I shook that off, let me go do it again. <laughs> but forgiveness is about the body. Do you hear the prayer? And forgive us our trespasses. It doesn't say forgive me, my wrongdoing. It says forgive us our wrongdoing as we forgive those, all y'all, all those people who have done wrong against us. Not individual. It's communal. It's about the community. It's about the whole world. It's about everybody. It's not just so that me and Mary can get right. There's a process for that in the Bible, but it's so that all of us can be right with all of God's people so that we can be right with God. 
The tax collector situation is not about the tax collector. It's about the community that the tax collector has done wrong. The Pharisee misses that. The professional churchgoer misses that. He misses that being in community with God is about being in community with others. Did you know that the word forgiveness here, when translated, means release? Release us, O oh God, from our wrongdoing so that we can release those who have done wrong against us. And the us here is the us in this room, it's the us worshiping online, it's the us in, worship, in Russia, it's the us in Ukraine, it's the us in Iran, it's the us who are looking for water in the desert in Africa, it is the us everywhere, the us, the great, big, grand, universal us that God created. Pastor Adam Hamilton tells the story of a person who was a doctor. He was a Palestinian, the first Palestinian who served as a doctor in an Israeli hospital. And one day he went home and his house had been bombed by Israeli tanks. His three daughters and his niece were murdered. And he called the news station that he sometimes did work for to get the ambulances to come there because ambulances just don't come into Palestine. And he could have stopped healing the Israeli sick. He could have said, I'm never going to help anybody ever again. But instead, he can be heard on this tape saying, forgive whoever did this. So that we can be about the healing of this nation. Release us, oh God, from pettiness. Release us, O oh God, from meanness. Release us, O oh God, from the me, 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 me way of being in this world. Release us, O oh God, from racism. Release us, O oh God, from sexism. Release us, O oh God, from homophobic living. Release us, O oh God, from our fear of homeless people. Release us, O oh God, from our have to have and have to do way of living. Release us, O oh God, from stepping on and stepping over other people. Release us, O oh God, from our stuff.
Catch this. Not so that we can feel better. Did, did, you, did you see this? You with me? Not so that I feel better. Not so that you feel better. But so that we can release those. Who have acted unkindly against us. I don't know about you, but I find that the people of God are really good at begging for their own forgiveness. But not so good at granting forgiveness. To others. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us, oh God, when we get it wrong. So that we might not be like the Pharisees and point out all the ways that we are right. And that we might be more like the tax collector. And confront the ways that we have been wrong. So that we can release the wrongdoing against us. So let me ask you, what do you need to be forgiven for? Be honest. You, you don't have to say it out loud. But just take inventory of the ways in which we have not acted like Christ. Take inventory of the ways in which we have not been patient with each other. Take inventory of the ways in which we have not been with one another in love. Take inventory of the ways that we have poured into a system that breeds injustice in our world. Take inventory of the ways that we have used, used, used too much of stuff so that others don't have enough. Take inventory of the ways that we have poured into this culture of war and not a culture of peace. Take inventory of how we have had to be the strongest person in the room. Instead of leaning into the admonition that when we are weak, God is strong. Take inventory. Be honest. Ask for forgiveness. And then, the hard part, Dr. Bob, Forgive someone else.
Now, I need you to know that forgiveness is not a blank slate. Forgiveness is not without consequence. Forgiveness does not say that I forget that you were abusive to me. Forgiveness does not say that I put myself in a situation where I can be harmed over and over and over again. Forgiveness releases us from that harm, but it does not compel you to put yourself back into that harm. Forgiveness does not wipe clean consequence. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. For every wrong, there is a consequence. And you have to face the consequences of your wrong behavior. But you don't have to be held hostage by it. And you don't have to be held hostage by other folks' behavior toward you. It is Jesus Christ who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. It is Jesus Christ who gives us the ultimate example of forgiveness. It is Jesus Christ who comes and says, I forgive you. It is Jesus Christ who brings us to this table to remind us that before we even had the opportunity to pray the prayer of forgiveness, that Christ had already forgiven each and every one of us and had already given his life so that you and I might live eternal life right here and right now.